Major Gary is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. His podcast, Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen, is incredible. Carve out some time and make sure you check it out. His book is The Big Truth. Major, thank you so much for being with us. Great to be with you, John. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to finish this poonski. Have you ever had a poonski on Fat Tuesday? No, I haven't, and I'm sort of nervous to find out what it is. Oh, it's like a donut, except it's better. They okay. all have a filling. So we have some here okay. that have cherry, some that have blueberry. There's a tiramisu custard flavored. So they're basically like a jelly donut, but the the dough part is not as heavy. Are you a donut How guy? How could I not have heard about this? How could I have not heard about I know. This? Don't you feel cheated? It's a well-kept Wisconsin secret. Are you wow, a donut I've, guy? I've spent a fair... I have spent a fair amount of time in Wisconsin. I've just never, I've never heard of this. Well, you got to come this time of year. They're really big this time of year. <laughs> yeah, John has had to quarantine. Duly, duly noted. Yeah. Okay. He's had to hide them away from himself because he's he's too now, tempted. Now, are they baked or are they fried? Do They're we, fried. They're fried. They're fried. Okay, even better. Even better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, Major, I wanted to get your take on something. I've been reading a lot the past uh-huh. week. about how the rest of the world is viewing our presidential election coming up. Uh, Macron in France has come out and said, you know, look, this isn't going to be great. I'm paraphrasing. Other world leaders are saying, wow, what's happening in America? When you think about, you and I have talked a lot about the perspective of Americans and our choices in this election. But when you think about the rest of the world, much of which still looks at us as the leaders, what thoughts come to mind? So a great deal of the world looks to us as leaders, whether they agree with us or disagree with us. Our friends look to us as leaders. Our enemies look to us as leaders. Therefore, all, almost all of the world on a semi-continuous basis cares who the president of the United States is. That's always true. It's very true now because there is a sense specifically in Europe, also in South America, parts of Asia, what is the direction, what is the stability of this democratic experiment in America? The one that has proven resilient, proven that it is a reliable ally to a friend and a formidable foe to an enemy. Well, if your friend's worried if you're still going to be there and your enemies think you might not be there or might not be as strong as you are, that creates opportunities for enemies and concerns for allies. And I think during the Trump era, that became something that was for the first time introduced into Europe and into Asia among our allies. Like, you know, what, what's this relationship like? Many of them figured it out. Trump wasn't as bad in some respects as they thought he might be, maybe more reassuring in some respects, less in others. Then Biden came in. But in between that, there was this refusal by Trump to have a peaceful transfer of power, an attack on the Capitol. And that still reverberates around the world. And that has been replicated in Brazil. It's been copied in other places. That is to say, try to use some sort of opposition force to stay in power or to disrupt the transition of power. That's a destabilizing influence. So the destabilizing things, John, were there before. That we are heading toward a repeat of the 2020 election. And one of the two options, either being likely to be Trump as the Republican nominee or Biden as the renominated president seeking reelection, doesn't calm any of those anxieties among our friends and creates a sense of opportunity among our enemies. 
because if it's Biden reelected, they think that there are things that they can gain our enemies do. If it's Trump, they may not think the same things can be gained, but they certainly know it's going to introduce a kind of instability and deeper chaos in America. All of that is of regular attention to our friends across the globe and our enemies. So the NATO treaty requires, Major, that Mm -hmm. if one member nation is attacked, right, the other members will aid in their defense. The only time it's Mm -hmm. been used, I I think, was after 9-11 when the U.S. requested other NATO countries. What does it mean that the guy who's the front runner to be the next president basically says he would encourage Russia to attack NATO members that aren't paying their dues, we wouldn't stand up and honor the treaty, and those sort of things? Right. So the Trump supporters would say that's not exactly what he said. That's true. It's not exactly what he said. The former president over the weekend recounted a conversation. We don't know if it's real or not, or if it's slightly real or slightly exaggerated. But he said something out loud that should never be said by an American president, even in a quote-unquote America first president, which is, hey, Russia, do whatever the hell you want if someone is not living up in any calendar year to their pledged 2% of GDP for defense spending. You should never say that, and particularly not now, when Ukraine is holding on by a thread and there is a huge debate in the United States Congress about whether or not to provide additional funds, military and economic, to sustain Ukraine, to try to win back territory, or at least force the Russians to sue for peace on terms more advantageous to Ukraine than they would be right now. Don't say that. Even if it's part of a conversation, we don't know if it is or not, Don't say that Russia inviting part, because it worries, understandably, those nations in NATO that have borders with Russia, the Baltics, Finland, just to name four, Poland, for sure, five. And that deepens this sense of anxiety about what comes in America next. Now, look, I know Trump supporters would say, oh, he's just rattling cages. He's just making sure people beef up and spend money on defense. That makes NATO stronger, not weaker. Possibly. Possibly. But those trajectories are going to happen anyway. Why? Because Russia is more menacing than it was a decade ago. And those European nations are going to spend more to look out for themselves and for NATO. But you don't lay that rhetoric out there because it sends sends shockwaves. It sends shockwaves of uncertainty, and it makes Putin lick his chops. Neither of those things are good for Europe or U.S. interests. Major Garrett is with us. Major, the Senate passed a $95 billion Mm -hmm. foreign aid bill. It will help Ukraine and Israel. Does this have any chance in the House? Only through uh, a very seldom used and even more seldomly successful legislative tactic known as a discharge petition. And I won't get very weedy about this. Basically, a discharge petition is a way with the House members to force something that is buried in committee out to the House floor. You need a majority of House members to sign a discharge petition, publicly sign it in advance. Then the House is forced to consider it. This is typically, obviously, a maneuver used by the minority party against the majority party, because in the House, the majority party sets the calendar, puts what it wants on the floor, keeps what it doesn't want on the floor off of it. So you'd have to have some Republican renegades team up with all the House Democrats to sign a discharge petition. To make that happen. It's a tactic that can be used in rare instances has been used, but it is basically the last available remedy for the bill currently written by the Senate, because the House Speaker has already said, I'm not bringing it up. I'm not putting it on the floor. So the only way to get on the floor 
is to use a discharge petition. He is CBS Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett. The podcast is Agent of Betrayal. I know a lot of work went into that. Can you please work on another podcast? (laughs) It's fantastic. Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you this. I am working on Episode 9. Ooh. Oh, fantastic. I can't tell you anything more than that. Okay. But I'm working on Episode 9. But it will be as mind-blowing as Episodes 1 through 8. If he told you any more, he'd have to kill you. Yeah, we don't want that. The Takeout Enjoy Podcast. Enjoy those fried donuts. They sound great. <laughs> Next time you're here, we're going to buy you a box. I promise. You're going to be Excellent. here for the convention probably at some point, so we will buy you some punchki. Excellent. Excellent. Major Thank Gear, you guys. Check out the Takeout Podcast, heard on WTMJ on the weekends. We always appreciate the time you make for us. Thank you, Major.